Christmas, and then uh, yeah, uh, it wasn't. I never agreed. With that. Yeah, baby. Yeah. All right. I'm ready when you. Does it tell you if anybody's on? No one's on, huh? Nope. Ready whenever you are. I'm ready when you are. I'm ready whenever you are. Albert, are you ready? You are. Okay, great. I'm ready. We're going to start 28 seconds. <laughs> then hit me with like a five, four, three, two, one. You know what I'm saying, dog? I'll do it silently. Like this. God, it's been so weird. We haven't done this in a while. I know. I don't even know if I can do this anymore. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tripolar Opinion Podcast. I am one of the hosts, David Maggard. We also here have uh, Taylor Hardy. Hello. And Albert Delgado. Hi. Hi. First and foremost, uh, thank you for joining us for our first show of the year. I know uh, some of you probably have missed listening or seeing us. Um, to give you a quick update, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice now, but we all kind of got, uh, well, two out of three of us got pretty sick, deathly sick. I don't, did I, did I thin out in the face? Does it look like I lost some weight? No, 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 no. Uh, okay. <laughs> I guess I didn't get that. I didn't get sick enough then, but uh, yeah, um, we were supposed to give you this show a while back, and obviously we had to cancel because uh, some stuff came up. And then later on, we were actually supposed to give you a show again yesterday, but some more stuff came up. So we decided because we didn't want to leave you guys hanging that we'd give you the TPO awards right here, right now, as we speak. You listen to this live, straight fire into your ears. So hot, uh, <laughs> so hot. <laughs> um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, so yeah, this is our first and hopefully our annual uh, TPO awards. If you don't know what that is, um, it's basically we came up with some categories, and all three of us have given us our own personal opinion of what should have won for that award. Now, this is not a collective thing. This is not all three of us choosing one, but like you're going to get three separate um, selections for each category. Uh, we have some interesting things here to talk about. And you know what? We'll just uh, we'll start it up right from the beginning. So uh, category number one, we are going with streaming wars. And by that means basically which streaming Service? It's not service. What do they call those? Streaming sites? I guess it's a streaming service. It would, right? Yeah, which, which streaming service won overall in the year? So, like, you know, we, we, okay. we've got all, all the streaming services in the world now. Um, what used to be just Netflix pretty much running the game. Now, you know, we've got the Hulu, we got Amazon, we've got Disney Plus, we've got HBO Max, we've got Apple Peacock. TV. We've got Peacock, we've got Paramount, we've got, there's so much, there's so much nowadays. And so one of the things we wanted to bring to you with these yearly awards, the discussion of 
who we feel is winning the, the streaming wars, you know, which, which of these streaming services is really killing it. Um, and so we each have our pick of what we have, right? Right? You guys, you guys got a pick? Yes, yes. It'd be weird if he didn't. I know, right? Um, Albert, do you want to start us off? Yeah, I could go ahead and start us off. Um, for for I don't know if you guys know, I have a lot of streaming services because uh, I watch a lot of TV. Um, so I got to experience a lot of all the different things. I gotta say, there there it, it was difficult for me because there have been good things on a lot of different services. Uh, Apple TV has is really good about consistently, like they they go for accuracy. Let's go with that. Like they they don't take a lot of shots, but when they do, they're real good shots. Um, Hulu can be hit and miss, but they do have their good stuff. Amazon's got their their hit stuff. You know, you got the boys and things like that. Um, but I gotta give it to the OG. I gotta give it to Netflix for for this year. I think they they found a really good balance of like huge um, crowd pleasing favorites with you know they had The Witcher come out, Cobra Kai snuck in right under the radar at at the end of twenty twenty one, and then of course you got Squid Game, you've got uh, all these great shows coming out for Netflix, but they also are getting all of these award winning stuff coming out. Um, if you look at like the Golden Globes, so many things are Netflix. Even the movies are Netflix. So like it's it's hard to keep up with that. And, and you know, credit to Netflix, they're they've been doing this for a while. They clearly know what they're doing. So it's hard for the rest of them to catch up. But you can't beat them right now. They're doing real well, and it seems like they got some quality stuff coming down coming down the pipe. So hopefully they can keep it up. I like it. I like it. Taylor? Um, yeah, I um, I guess coming from like a casual standpoint of like streaming services and stuff, um, my award is probably going to be going towards Netflix, mostly just because when I pay for a streaming service, I hate advertisements. And so there's things like Hulu where you pay them and they still flood you with advertisements. And they're like, oh, you could pay us more money for no advertisements. But I'm like, but why though? <laughs> so um, uh, that's my biggest gripe um, from a, I guess like a, a customer service standpoint or a, a, I don't know what the technical term is, but um, I really liked uh, Squid Games was really amazing on Netflix. Um, and uh I like that they give uh, creative freedom to uh, smaller developers uh, for film and such to actually get a chance to actually be going on their show when sometimes like Hollywood would just automatically reject them. So um, I like that aspect of Netflix. So that is my choice for streaming wars. Good pick, sir. Good pick. So <clears throat> the first time when this category got brought up, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought you were meant like, man, like a, like Mixer or like Twitch or something like that. And so I was like, oh, hands down Twitch. You know why? Because this year, this year they got the most mediocre game player in the world added to their streaming site. Just, just if you don't know, that's me. Okay. Diabetic coma. 916, 
the best mediocre gameplay in the world. And then I realized, no, that's not what the category is about. It's about what you watch on TV. What are you looking at? What is constantly you, you're watching to see your heroes and stuff. And it's crazy how we're going to start this off with because it's it, it's it's a three-way crossover across the board. It's going to be Netflix. Okay. First of all, they've had they've had a uh, gosh dang it. They had a uh, like you said, Squid Games, which was a, a phenomenon, okay? And even before then, they've had stuff like, even like last year, they've had, uh, what's the what's the Tiger thing? Tiger King, which they made Tiger King 2, okay? Another dumb, like, they have such good TV shows and such really trash TV shows, but you're stuck watching them. They're, they're just, they're amazing for what they are, period. I know um, one thing that was under the radar for me that, I actually kept pushing back from not trying to watch and I ended up really liking the movie was the rocks movie red notice. Um, I actually genuinely liked that movie. And when it first came out, I thought it was just going to be some type of, uh, I don't know, just like, Oh man, it's just a a heavy hitter movie. Like, Oh, it has the rock has Ryan Reynolds and it has a, what's her name? Gail. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. There we go. I don't know why I said Gail. Anyways, um, yeah, you know, they, they, just, they just come up with the most, I don't want to say unorthodox, but like some stuff that you really haven't heard of and all of a sudden just immediately becomes popular throughout the nation. And I don't think you can give that award to anybody else right now. I mean, it, it seems like other streaming services are just settling in or trying to settle in and Netflix is past that. And we're like, we're going to push the bar. Like you guys want to start a streaming streaming war? Well, here it is, and and they're constantly putting out bangers, so that's why I'm going with Netflix. It's fair. It's a fair one. Um, well, I guess that's going to bring us to our next category, which is console wars. Now we all know that uh the PS5 it just came out, the Xbox is it Xbox Series X. Yes. And then um obviously uh Nintendo Switch had came up. It's I don't I don't know if you would consider it like a newer console, but they came up with the OLED console. And then there's always obviously the PC build. So uh Taylor, why don't you uh lead us off with this category? All righty then. Um I can't really speak too much on like the Xbox. Uh, I don't own the system, but uh it would be narrowed down to the PS5 and Nintendo Switch. Um, I really like the PS5, uh, uh, even though there's not like too many like uh, titles that are specific to the game per se. Uh, I like the performance boost it gives to older game series uh, where you can pop in a PS4 game and it runs beautifully like how it it should. And um, and just being able to run everything in high quality looks it looks great for the games and games that were struggling like Borderlands Three, for example, are running fantastically now. Um, and then switching to the Nintendo Switch, um, it uh, I like that Nintendo is so in- innovative. Where you've got like a handheld that can go to a dock, and then you've got it on your TV, and now you can play either or, and uh, it's just very easy. Um, They've got a great selection of games that you can choose from. And so, uh, yeah, um, 
I don't know. Nintendo's just always been near and dear to my heart. So my award is going to go to the Nintendo Switch. So. Good choice. Good choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go next. My, uh, my original pick for this was PC. Even though I played no PC games. Okay. Um, and that's just because I feel like a lot of PC players have the upper hand when it comes to everything period first of all they get they get both sides of every console's video games and then the second of all they're allowed to hack everything (laughs) okay but if i'm going to give you a real choice here um it's going to be the system that has saved most of my boredom throughout this whole last year and before and has brought so many people together to not only like to play with with my kids and but with my family and friends, and obviously that's going to be the Switch. Um, the Switch just keeps putting out good stuff, and I'm not saying that the the other games don't put out or the other systems don't put out good stuff, but for instance, you don't expect Mario Golf to be a good game. But it's a great game, especially if you're playing um, like four players or something. And and, you know, having that time, you know, last year where I went with Tahoe with, uh, you know, basically my family with Albert, Gabe, you know, basically all the other the Delgados. And we even got dad playing Mario Golf with us. And, you know, and that's just a, a great time. Now, I don't blame you know, PS5 or the Xbox are having that type of, uh, uh, you know, like game set or whatever, because like, we probably could have could have that much fun. But for the simple fact that it's portable, I brought my Switch to Tahoe and easily hooked it up to the TV that was there and had four controllers ready just to, just to go. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's just, I don't want to say it has, a, has an edge because I do love stuff on PS5. It's just, uh, it's just, I don't know. It put out good bangers just to have a lot of people around. And, you know, we also got this year, we got the end of a, the end of an era of smash, you know, of them closing that out. And that was a big deal. I don't know. I think PS5 and Xbox are set to have bigger years in the, in the next coming years. And maybe uh, this award will shift over to them next year. So. Albert? Yeah, I we, we gotta stop doing this. I'm sorry. This this is gonna I I I don't blame Sony and, and, and Microsoft. They did their best. Uh it was a tough year for video games all around. Um a lot of delays, a lot of of you know, obviously with with consoles getting harder to go to, to get to. Um it's it's kind of created a log jam of like next generation really taking off, uh, which is unfortunate uh, where the switch has been around for a little while. Now, a lot of people have their hands on a switch. A lot of people have even kids have switches. Um, even the OLED came out and, you know, stepped up the performance a bit. Um, so because of that, you know, Nintendo was going to have the edge uh, since everyone already has the, the console, they can come out with all their games without any problems. Um, I feel like if, if, if looking to the future, I think Sony has a really big year coming up. 
um, with Horizon coming out, with uh, God of War coming out, with, you know, they got some really big IPs coming out. Um, so they, they could potentially take a step forward. Uh, Microsoft, I, I don't have an Xbox Series X, so I can't tell whether or not there's good stuff coming out. But I will say that they do have a really good uh, collection of studios over there with having Bethesda now um, and, and just like really building up the potential for really good games coming out for, for the Xbox. So I can see both of them taking a step forward next year and in the future. But this, this year was an easy sweep for Nintendo. They had some top games come out, uh, games that were, you know, up for best of the year awards, Metroid Dread, I'm looking at you. Um, <clears throat> games that were just really fun to play. Uh, and, you know, even the top games that came out for like PS5 and Xbox, they, were, they weren't like console specific. They were between the two of them. So it's like, it's hard to nail down which one of them would really win with that particular thing. So Nintendo had the win here, but it's, don't get me wrong. It's going to be a lot closer next year. I promise. Just this year, it was all Nintendo. Nintendo got the dub here. I, th- I think we can officially crown Nintendo the COVID system of, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you know, it, it sold out and it wasn't just from scalpers, but like people were actively seeking. And I'm not saying people weren't seeking PS5s or anything, but it was just easier to get our hands on a Nintendo Switch. And I mean, look what I know it's a couple years back, but look what Animal Crossing did for Nintendo Switch brought tons of people together. Um, but yeah. That, those are uh, obviously really good choices. Um, we're going to get into our next category, which is actor or actress of the year. Um, so with this category, I, I don't want to say it was like one of my harder categories of choosing who was going to win this award. But it, what sucks with award shows, I feel like is like, a lot of the times I feel more stuff closer to the end of the year gets recognized because it's more fresh, you know, more fresh in your head. And I I wanted to go deep into like the movies and, and like the TV shows or whatever that I watched like the beginning of the year. And this one popped in my head and I, and I realized I'm like, dang, the guy who played that person was really good, especially for being, something out of his element for what he did. And the actor I'm talking about is Riz Ahmed. And the movie I'm talking about is called the sound of metal. Now, if you don't know what this movie is, it's about a, uh, a guy who's in a heavy metal group and basically he loses his hearing and he's trying to adapt and, and pre-warning or not pre-warning, but like, it, this also gravitates towards me because obviously if anybody who knows me, I do have a deaf son who does wear the exact same things that this person is wearing and they're, they're called cohicular ear plants. And uh, I didn't know it kind of gave you the perspective of like what it gave me the perspective of what Max was going through, but through like an adult and, and just trying to learn how to hear or thinking that, you know, maybe this, this surgery is going to possibly fix something. Um, and even how like the, the deaf culture sees this type of, I don't want to say behavior, but the, you know, the way that this guy went through with what he went through, 
Now, it, I don't want to ruin too much of the movie because it's really good. And I advise anybody who hasn't watched it yet to go actively seeking it. I believe it's on Amazon Prime. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really good movie. A little bit of a tearjerker. Not something that's going to be like, oh. <laughs> but, you know, like those silent tears where they kind of just like drop out of your drop out of your eyes just a little bit. But um, yeah, the, the Riz Ahmed, the guy who plays the main character, uh he did a really good job in portraying of what's going on and how he's doing dealing with his feelings with this and uh that's where my award's gonna go to that's good i like that riz ahmed is a very good actor and i'm glad he's getting recognition for that more recently um when it comes to my pick what i wanted to do because i wanted to be a little different from your general award show um, I didn't want to give an award like for best actor based off of like a singular performance. I wanted to give it for like the whole year's worth of stuff that they did. Um, and so looking at a few actors and actresses that were out there, there were a lot that that showed some, you know, a lot of different roles um, that were able to do a lot of different things. One thing that I really wanted to look at was uh, an actor that was able to both be in these huge blockbuster type deals as well as in these very highly acclaimed Oscar baby films. Um, and there's a few options in there uh, of who could do that. Um, you know, with, with Timothy Chalamet had his with, with Dune and with uh, Don't Look Up, he was really good. And um, another one that I liked was Andrew Garfield who was really good in Tick, Tick, Boom and was in other blockbusters of some sort um and then but the one that, that that i decided to go with um was benedict cumberbatch um you know obviously being oh did strange. you did you see that <laughs> taylor yeah. his eyes just lit up <laughs> nipples uh, flared and everything so <laughs> you know obviously he's he's being in in uh spider-man no way home was huge as dr strange is you know, stepping back into that role, he was great and very entertaining. Um, and so that, you know, showing that he can do the big blockbusters, he's in the MCU. But also um, there's a movie that just recently came out on on Netflix. It is getting a lot of buzz in terms of the awards. I don't know if you guys have seen it. If not, it's totally fine. It's it's a bit of a heavy movie. So if, if you tend to watch it, be ready for, for that. But it's called The Power of the Dog. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, yeah, there you go. <laughs> DMX. <laughs> um, and he's honestly really good in that. Um, it's it's a completely different kind of feel to it where he's very um expressive with the way that he's acting with like Doctor Strange and with a lot of his more recent stuff, because you know he's a popular guy right now. Um, but this time he's a bit more uh reserved and you know the emotions are a lot quieter he's not as loud of a character and it's it's very engrossing it's a very well done job she just shows the range that benedict cumberbatch is capable of also the fact that he plays really well two different american characters despite being british it's really weird it was for a while there he was really bad with an american accent i don't know if you had seen some of his stuff it was bad um but he's gotten a lot better about it. But also, he's just, he's he's got a lot of range to him, and I like it. So, uh, he's he's got my actor of the year for twenty twenty one. Just so, if y'all don't know, that's Taylor's like go to guy right now. Like, what the Rock is to me is what 
what Benedict did Cumberbatch is to Taylor. Yeah. Like we really both like we both fangirl <laughs> a little out. Little bit. Little bit. Yeah. And, uh, something in his pants moved once to Albert said Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I guess it's my turn. Um so uh I'm not much of a movie person, so I apologize in advance for my choice, I guess. But uh this will be um I guess a potential spoiler warning for Spider-Man No Way From Home. So if you need to cover your ears, do it now. Um, my choice is going to be uh, Willem Dafoe. Um, I absolutely enjoyed like when he played uh, Green Goblin in the original Spider-Man series with Tobey Maguire. Like you did such a great job, and then coming back after all these years, like just playing that insane character, and and he's like sixty something plus years old, and he was able to. He acted. He didn't want like a stunt double or anything he wanted to do the fight scenes and i'm like oh my gosh like this guy's awesome and just like he's so good at being that bad guy and uh it, just watching that moving and just him being green goblin was amazing so um that is my choice for that award well that's the guy who played joker right <laughs> nope. <laughs> good pick taylor good pick um let's see here well, jared leto had a few good roles he had a he came back as joker in snyder cut and then uh uh he was a really bad italian in in house of gucci <laughs> <laughs> sorry excuse me excuse me i'm sorry if y'all haven't seen that movie if anything just look up jared leto's character and listen to him talk and that's all you need to know that's all you need to know about the movie it's just Jared Leto's character. It's it's so bad that I don't know how it got into this movie, but it did. And it's it's weird because there's so many other actors in it who are like acting seriously, and then they're just like standing across from this dude who's like the fakest Italian man I've ever seen. <laughs> it's it's so bad. Uh, real quick, Brother Gabe is in here and he said uh, Green Goblin's in the new Spider-Man movie with a shocking, you know, very shocked look. Uh, thanks, Taylor, for ruining that for Brother Gabe. See, we brought the Green Goblin back from uh, uh, The Amazing Spider-Man. Right. <laughs> and, and from the cartoon and that weird, like, monster Green Goblin from, from uh, Into the Spider-Verse. They're all there. He just he just wasn't paying attention. God, <laughs> God how did you not see that? <clears throat> so, um, like we do mostly at here at TPO, we're gonna give you a little bit of a an orthodox category, and uh, that category is your go to food of the year. So maybe it was a spot that you went to constantly. I'm looking at you, Taylor, without ever inviting anybody else to go oh, to. God. Or uh, maybe it was just some like some type of new comfort food to you, or or something that you just constantly hit this year, or constantly ate, and it was just one hundred every time. Um, Albert, you want to lead us with this one? Yeah, yeah, I got this. I got this. Um, this is a bit tougher because I have a wide selection of foods, sir. I eat all over, all different things, all over the place. It is my goal to never eat the same thing twice uh, within a couple of days. Hell, trying to keep it. I'm doing it in the same week. 
not easy, but it, I do it. Um, but there has been one food I had to think about it that that I would get that was always a top tier. I it never failed me every time because you know you go to different restaurants sometimes they mess it up and ain't right. Um, but this one was always the one, and it it is um, dumplings that I would get. There's this place called uh, it's Dumpling House over it's in the Midtown area fucking delicious you get pot stickers you get dumplings you get all these you get uh pork bow buns so good but every time we go there the dumplings were spot on every time and it is something that we go to consistently if we don't know what we want to eat we order dumplings we get a shit ton of dumplings we eat all those dumplings it's so good dumplings get those dumplings I believe you guys brought that over one time and I freaking tried to scarf two down, but they were gone by the time I got to them. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick, shout out to Kurt Toomey who said his go-to is round table pizza. Mm, that's, a, that's a quality choice. You know, probably the highest tier of like the more uh, what, like uh, what's, what am I thinking? Chain pizza restaurants. Round table is probably the top tier of that. I always go for that authentic New York slice, Sabaro. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Taylor? All right. Um, yes. <laughs> um, I'm unfortunately having a, like, a difficult time finding the name of the place. Um, oh, no. No, 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 no. That's not it. I know. You've sent us multiple pictures of this. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm surprised this is not your go-to. I know. Raising so Cane's is delicious. Yeah. Taylor but... has sent us a picture every <laughs> week of like, hey, guess where I'm at? <laughs> and we just got Raising Cane's here within like the past couple months, I'd say. And Taylor's been there basically every week. And it's not even like it's close to our house. Like he's had to go out of his way to go eat Raisin Cane's without his TPO brethren, okay? <laughs> Upsetting. I know. But this this place beats out Raisin Cane's, and I'm sorry. So. But um, it's a, actually a hotel in Hawaii. Um, they have the best beer-battered chicken I've ever had, and it, it just blows me away. I, like, ate there as many times as I could, and it's disgusting, so anyways, but um, I cannot find the name of the hotel. It was about a 20 minute walk from our hotel. And um, yeah, it uh, they just provide you with like a lot of beer battered chicken. It's really well done. Uh, it's not like greasy, like um, the Long John Silver's is and such. Um, and it, it's like a lot of food for the amount of money it is considering Hawaii is so expensive. So um, yeah, if I can get that name, I will let you know. <laughs> so some hotel in Hawaii. Yep. Good job, Taylor. There we go. That's good. <laughs> Real yep. quick. We've got another um got another comment in here from Mr. Matt Corneo saying raising canes is just okay. This guy. <laughs> I I I anyways. Just just to let everyone again on a little sneak peek of what's to come um uh, this next year. We of uh, TPO and Brother Gabe okay. are going to start recording our journey to find the best chicken tenders in the country. Meaning, 
we are going to go to local restaurants, fast food chains, anywhere that serves chicken tenders. And at some point in time, we are all going to get chicken tenders and rate, put a rating on it and let you guys know what we think about that chicken tender. This all spawned just because we <laughs> ate Raisin Cane's one time. Well, Taylor's eating it like 80 times, but we we ate it the one time and threw it down. It was like, wow, this was a good ass chicken tender. Maybe, maybe they saw Corneo walk in with his Raider gear and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna wipe my butt cheeks with this chicken tender because this guy's a Raiders fan. Anyways, getting off topic. So back to my go-to food of the year, mind you. It's this little stand behind a bar in West Sacramento. Okay. My go-to food was constantly burrilla, burrilla tacos. But this place, even it tells you right from the name. It's called Thick Vatos and Tacos. And they have a burrilla ramen, which is fire. But they have this thing called a vato taco which is basically a giant quesadilla taco with barilla sauce. Oh, my God. You have to try it. If you live in Sacramento, okay, look on Instagram for this place called Barillas Vatos and Tacos, and they do pop-ups all over West Sacramento. And I'm telling you now, it's the most delicious thing I've ever eaten off a little taco stand. It's so good. We've got it constantly anytime it's been open. Matter of fact, if I wasn't dieting right now, I'd probably have a burrito or a vato taco in my mouth. I just, nom, 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 nom. Ah, just the whole thing. Okay. I love thick vatos and tacos. And uh, fun fact, it's actually one of my kids' uh, I guess his stepbrothers, stepbrothers, father's company. I don't know. It's just a weird, weird, weird situation, but e- either or love eating there. It's delicious. Um, I don't want to say it's too expensive, but it's, I mean, it's a taco stand and we are in uh, uh, inflation right now, but delicious. If you ever want to try some burrilla tacos or burrilla ramen, go look this guy up. Burrillo, thick vatos. Yeah. Thick vatos and tacos. Delicious, delicious place ever. Like I said, me, me and my fiance love eating there constantly oh matter of fact she just chimed in so good so good oh god i'm so hungry now why would you do this i'm sorry i'm like trying to speak properly but i'm like salivating in my mouth a little bit it's just like i did constantly like suck it up like there's just loose water in there i want some thick bottle and taco right now and it's hilarious the guy is like a the, the cover of his place is like a, you know, like those, you see like the back of the, the back of trucks, that would be like the girl who's all like skimpy down and stuff, but it's like a fat guy. <laughs> so I'm like, this place is meant for me. <laughs> it's meant for me. I want to try that place. <laughs> Sounds delicious. Uh, I'm Taylor. We'll take you there when Please. you decide that you want to uh, share I... uh, racing games. Oh, <laughs> All right. Well, <clears throat> well, we are going to move to our next category, and that is uh, anime of the year. Um, Taylor, why don't you go ahead and uh, 
<laughs> Real quick, Brother Gabe chimed in and said, uh, it's too spicy for Taylor. <laughs> Anyways, why don't we go with our next our next category for anime of the year? Then Taylor right. gets to start it off. Yeah, go ahead, Taylor. By Thank the way, you. so uh, actually, let me let me let me interrupt you real quick because I've had some people contact me recently, and they uh, still said they want to fight you guys on uh, your views of your anime choices from episodes way back when we had that that discussion. Um, yeah, they want to they want to go in a closet and and give you the beat down uh, of what was going right. on. I'll keep, why I'll keep is their, this in a closet? I, I'm just, it's, that means there's no way out. That's why. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're they're pretty upset still with some of your choices. Matter of fact, some of them were like, that guy chooses Digimon over Pokemon. So I, I mean, these I are just- I do that over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just letting you know that there's this is big for some people. Some people actually- like watching anime and they feel like you just dis- you disgraced them by the things that you've said yep, to we already first. just lost a follower <laughs> <laughs> but yeah go ahead taylor go ahead start right. off with the uh, anime um, of the year. this one um it, it it surprised me uh it there was like no pre-announcement or anything it was just like Crunchyroll just dropped a trailer and was like here's this new anime and i was like oh my gosh what is this because it's super beautiful um and uh, that anime is called Tact OP dot Destiny, um, and basically um, two animation studios they kind of switch back and forth to do it. Um, it's very beautifully drawn, um, and uh, it it's basically uh, a world with uh, that used to have music doesn't have music anymore, which is a weird premise of a story I've been writing about. But anyways. <laughs> Um, so basically these now creatures called D2, um, if there's music played, they'll go and attack, uh, wherever that music's being played at. So you have these conductors and, um, they, uh, control, um, these people, I'm forgetting the technical term, but anyways, uh, yeah. And then they fight the D2s. And so, uh, the music arts, uh, that's what they're called. So anyways, um, it's got, classic classical music um and uh it, the storytelling is really good um i haven't finished it yet but um highly highly recommend watching it it's on crunchyroll that's uh sounds delicious whatever sushi roll that was from <laughs> <You monster>. <laughs> <laughs> also we have a we have another uh uh chat in here says i love trolls world tour <laughs> best anime hands down yep. um which is which is funny it's funny because my choice a lot of people i've from what i've heard they've disregarded it as an anime especially since it was also on my streaming service of choice which was netflix um and my choice is called Trese. T-R-E-S-E. Um, it's a Filipino folktale anime about like the underworld. Think if I would give it any type of comparison, think of a female Filipino Constantine. Okay. Uh, basically, it's just this 
this woman who has inherited these powers um, and she needs to keep the balance between the underworld and the real world. And there's only six episodes of it on Netflix currently. And I'm hoping it gets a bigger push because I was really into it. They're all about 45 minutes long. Um, if that sounds somewhat slightly interesting to you, go, go check it out. It's, it's called Trese, T-R-E-S-E. And like, I know probably a lot of people are saying, oh, it's because he's Filipino. And, and the, yes, that does have to do a little bit with it, but it, it's a good and car, even if you want to call it a cartoon show, whatever, it's a good anime for, for what it is. And it, um, it kept me entertained throughout the whole thing. So, oh, also, I guess I missed this one. Oh, um, a couple of people said that the burrito tacos might be a little bit too spicy for uh, for Mr. Taylor Hardy. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. It's that Taco Bell mild sauce, man. I don't know what they put in it. <laughs> I swear it's jalapenos. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, heading over to mine. I I had some trouble with this. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't watch a heavy amount of anime. Um, the the bigger problem was I watched a lot of like. I, I guess it would be considered like Western animation that had like anime influences to it. Um, in which case, there was a lot of choices I could choose from from there. Uh, <clears throat> the 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 one that I I would need to. That that is considered anime, and I would I would let it go um, as as my choice for for top anime is came out on Disney Plus. Um, it's it's it, what, what are you guys laughing at? I'm so sorry. It's we Matt. The yeah, disrespect. We got, a, we got a comment in here. It's I'm so sorry. We got a comment in here that says Taylor probably thinks mayonnaise is spicy. <laughs> It's it's Star Wars Visions. Um, I don't know if if David you had a chance to watch it yet. Uh, Taylor, I know we talked about it, um, where they asked different anime studios. Um, basically, they said, "Hey, we want to make Star Wars into an anime. What would you do with it?" And so they different anime studios created their uh, an episode of of Star Wars Visions, which which told a different story, and it was honestly really interesting i love that they you know you take this very well-known ip and you give it a different spin on it it was very well done and what i loved about it was that it was so many different animation styles that you got to see to show the like not only the differences um that star wars could look like in anime but even just like the differences in anime that there are and it was really cool it was a really good representation um i feel like it's it's probably a good entryway for a lot of folks that may not know anime it would be a good way you know obviously introducing you into something that you're familiar with um but then showing you more of like the anime style so that you can take those first steps into it so it was very well done i really enjoyed it so it's my my anime of the year Good choice. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> disrespect. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm still gonna have to check that out. I, I 
I think it's something I could probably get into with the kids. Uh, they should they should like it. We'll make them sit down and watch it for a little bit and see how they feel about it. Um, well, let's move on to our uh, next category, which is uh, music of the year, which could have been uh, album or song choice or I don't know, maybe some background music. I don't know what Taylor's going to choose here, but <laughs> um, well, I'll go ahead and start it off. So uh, when this album first came out, um, I, I, I like it. Let's see, I like the artist, too. I'm not going to lie. But there's one specific song that that got put on there that turned into a meme and we constantly started singing it while we were playing call of duty okay and that's the album is drake certified lover boy and the song's called way too sexy so yeah if you haven't heard it, it's the uh too sexy for my too sexy for my yeah it's that it's that song but there's a part in the song where it goes Oh me, oh my, that's right. Let's go. <laughs> and we get it wrong every time. Every time. I don't know why, but we get we don't, I don't even think we know what we're saying, but it, it's a reference to that damn song and it gets stuck in our head. And we've had so many Twitch streams of what's going on. I, I don't know. It it was it was pretty hilarious. I, I I love the song, it was great. But yeah, that that's how that's how it went down. <laughs> it, Drake certified lover boy way too sexy that's fair that's i so many nights of hearing that i i i'm glad we've moved on to other mean songs to sing during our streams if you want to find out what they are come come check it out on twitch they don't know you barely stream anymore since we've been playing 2k and you're too embarrassed by your like you're below mediocre now so yeah it's 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 bad. you know what i'll do it tonight i'll, I'll put it on there you go there come you go follow, get it out there come follow me again <laughs> um i i thought this was an interesting category to put in here it makes sense music of the year it's a part of entertainment but at the same time the three of us have very different tastes and and ways that we listen to music um i don't listen to too much popular music a lot of what i listen to it 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 comes from different places um the the thing that i decided to go with was was an artist who whose music i've been listening to a lot who has associated i should say with a lot of the music that i've been listening to recently um who i had tried to stop listening to for a while and then they just like came out with everything in 2021 um and that person is lin-manuel miranda uh who came out with a lot of different things uh first of all in the heights dropped um the movie came out and so a lot of his music from that started to be played a lot more often um beyond that i don't know if you guys watched vivo on uh, david you definitely did i know brawley watched the crap out of that movie um <clears throat> and so it, there was some good music in that. Um, we also had, he did the music for Encanto, which is everywhere right now. Oh, and Jesus Christ. Please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then even beyond that, he, have, I, I still associate him with it. Um, he, because he, he directed uh, the movie Tick, Tick, Boom that came out on Netflix, which is a musical um, 
which obviously the music had already been done because it's based off a Broadway musical, but still uh, he was able to bring that to, to the screen. I, I was going to say big screen, but you know, it's Netflix. Um, but he was able to bring that out and there was a lot of good music in that. And so he, a lot of the music I've been listening to recently um, and pretty much most of 2021 has been related to Lin-Manuel Miranda. So that's, that's, uh, he's associated with my music of the year choice. I respect it. I don't have to like it, but I respect it. Okay. It's fair. You, I, you've listened to so much Lin-Manuel Miranda this year, sir. Not, not by choice. <laughs> <laughs> Some of that stuff is just embedded in my head. You know, you know um, it, it's, it's, gosh dang it. We don't talk about Bruno. No, no. We don't talk about Bruno. Constantly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And then I catch myself singing part of the song and not knowing any other lyrics. And it's the one lyric that I know is "It was all wedding day." <laughs> da, 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 da. It, it, the the I I kid you not. Santino was dead asleep, dead asleep in his room. Brawley turned it turned it on in my bedroom. And he arose from a dead sleep and said, we don't talk about Bruno. And then went right back to sleep after that. I don't, I don't know what's going on. <sighs> also, also, cause also. you know, all over TikTok and everything, all the characters of, uh, of Encanto have been getting so much love because there's so many great characters, but you know, who's not getting enough love. It's Felix, the big dude, the, the uncle. Dude, the dude was dancing. He was looking good. He sang great harmonies. He does not get enough love. He's the, he's the big dude that everybody wants, but but they they are not loving him enough. <laughs> Uncle Felix, show that man some love. All right, um, I think I'm gonna need Gabe's help on this one, but uh, oh, no. it's about drive. It's about power. Oh, oh, God. No. <laughs> oh God. The song is called Face Off, and I just specifically like I like the rocks part, and it's so good. <laughs> so that is my song choice of the year. Why? <laughs> Why? It, it. Inside joke, Taylor has sent us just as many pictures as he sent us of raising canes, but memes, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> memes of, of this song to our personal group over and over of just weird situations <laughs> where I guess it fits in. I, I don't know. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> All right. On to our next. Um... Thank you, Gabe. You backed me up. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sierra, don't. Please don't. I don't want to talk about Bruno anymore. Please. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, Next category, movie of the year. Now, uh, you know what? Let's go. Let's go ahead. It's actually, I think it's your turn. It's my turn. Yeah, I believe so. Oh, is it? Okay. Um, it was tough, man. I, I'm a, I'm the movie buff of these guys, so I've watched a lot of movies this last year. Um, choosing one was very difficult because there's a lot of good movies. I, I wanted to choose one that when I went to the theater, because I, I made sure I went to the theater as much as possible this last year because I really missed it in 2020. Um, when I went to the theater and I sat down and I watched it, 
I was amazed from beginning to end and I was just fully engrossed in the film. Um, there, there were a couple of occasions that happened throughout the year, but the one that really sticks in my mind, one that I guarantee neither of you watched, um, it kind of snuck under the radar, but it was a very, very good film. It's a movie called Pig. Um, if Sierra's watching, she, she knows what I'm talking about. That'll do, um, Pig. That'll do. <laughs> uh, to, to give you the basic overview, it stars Nicolas Cage, who has a pet truffle pig and that truffle pig gets stolen and Nicolas Cage goes on the hunt to get his pig back. Now this sounds like fucking John Wick with a pig. That's exactly what I thought walking into this, but I'm telling you now you're it's extremely good. It's not what you think it is, but it's extremely good. If you have the chance to watch it, watch it i i believe it's it's coming out on a streaming service i forget which one uh, i think it might be hbo max soon um if you have the chance to watch it watch it um nicholas cage is extremely good in this movie uh which you know it's been a while since nicholas cage has been very good in a movie but he was very good in this go give it a watch i i honestly was so engrossed in everything that was happening it was it was emotional there was a lot going on it was really good and i i can't talk too much about it because obviously i don't want to give away what's going to happen in this but give it a watch it's a very good movie first of all nicholas cage is a god he's he has a movie about himself coming out soon <clears throat> i am so excited about that movie too <laughs> Mr. Hardy. Alrighty. Um, I didn't get to see like a lot of movies in 2021. So my choice pool was very limited, but um, it was the last one of the year and uh, it's going to be Spider-Man No Way From Home or No Way Home. Sorry. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, it just, I don't know. It was, it's like, I guess the movie I was kind of like waiting for, um, in terms of like action and uh, um, trying to avoid spoilers for the people that haven't seen it. Um, so, I mean, it revolves around multiverse and such, but um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, there's so many things I really enjoyed about the movie without spoiling it. And um, I just, it, it was a great way to like, kind of like wrap up the year. So that is going to be my choice. It's a decent pick, Taylor. Decent yeah. pick. Now, there were three big box office movies I felt like that I that I super well that I watched. One of them that caught me off guard. By the way, this is not my choice. And I, when we originally went to go watch this movie, I thought it was something totally different. But that was uh the last duel. Um, I think it got a lot of flack because a lot of people didn't realize it was the movie what the movie was between what it originally like kind of like pushed out. Cause I thought it was totally, I thought it was just a medieval war movie way more than that. Um, but in the, in the end, uh, Oh, that's another thing I was going to say. Um, one, I was super also hyped about Dune, big fan of Dune loved, loved everything that they did of it. And that probably would have been my pick if this movie didn't come out, like Taylor said, at the end of the year, 
and that's Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, basically, for everything that he said, it gave me all the feels at certain points of the movie. I, I basically gasped and I cheered and I, I don't know. I jumped up and down. I teared up. It, it gave me a roller coaster of emotions, of good emotions. And I just I loved I loved it for what it was. And it was a good way to uh, end that series. And also, also, if you didn't know, I believe that movie falls into a Christmas Christmas movie category now. So you can start watching it during Christmas. So, <laughs> hey, if Die Hard's there, Spider-Man <laughs> No Way Home is there now. Okay, right there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so my choice was Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, real quick in the comments, Sierra's letting us know pig uh it is on hulu right now so oh. we got hulu check it out going to have to do that now so that brings us since we went to the big screen let's go to the little screen tv show of the year um yeah just any bit unless you have a big ass screen i don't if you have a big ass like, screen like like this big yeah uh, maybe a little <laughs> like bit bigger this. i mean people can you can so watch like, tv shows on your phone Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Taylor, go ahead. We'll start off with you. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, I'm trying to find words. Uh, basically, like, I don't know. It, it surprised me. Um, and uh, this is on Netflix. The show is called Arcane um, from League of Legends. And uh, it, what really attracted me was like the art style to it. It's like an animation style I haven't seen before. And I thought it was just really well done and uh, it wasn't too cartoony or anything. Um, and I like that you, you, you don't need to be a League of Legends player to understand the story. Like they do a great job and storytelling to tell these characters and their stories. And then it's just nice when a character, you know, from the game appears and you're like, Oh, I, I used to play that character. You know, that character. So it's kind of cool that they tie that in there, but it's not necessary for uh, the average folk to watch the show and uh, not know what's going on. So um, that is what my award is going to go to this year. I loved Arcane. It was extremely good. And like like you said, if you're a League of Legends fan, you're going to love seeing your characters, all that stuff. But if you don't know League of Legends watch it it's a very good show you don't need to know the backstory or any of that stuff it will explain what you need to know it's just it's so beautifully done honestly the animation is so slick it's so nice um the action is really well done and they like the way that they character develop is so they, they do a really good job like you don't expect that of an animated show but they do it and it's honestly you get so connected to these characters and, and what's going on with them. It's very well done. Check it out if you can. Like Taylor said, it's on Netflix. Netflix. Speaking of Netflix, for a more well-known uh, TV show, um, I'm just going to say, outright say it. It's, it was Squid Games for me. It was one the one uh, TV series that I watched beginning to end, back to back to back to back to back to back. Like I, I need to watch it as soon as possible. Only just to figure out what was going on. It, the crazy thing is, uh, us as human beings, I, I don't care who, who, what you say or who you say. I think we like that weird violence type of stuff. 
or you know that unknown of what what would you do um you know and (laughs) 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 but yeah but that whole situation i mean i think that's why the purge gets a lot of uh recognition and why so many movies have been brought for that because like I don't want to say it's like, oh, it's a sadistic side yourself, but like just in that what if situations, you know, like, would you would you stay in and try to keep playing? Would you go back? You know, and everything that just. It tied you up emotionally with the things, the actions that had happened throughout throughout the TV show. Um, I don't know. It, it had people talking, you know, for a good week or two after like, hey, did you watch Squid Game? Right, well, you, you know that scene? Yeah, that one you know, and trying to figure out like, oh, did you watch the rest of it? It's, it's, I don't know. It was, to me, it was really good. Um, it was so good that we actively seeked out the interview with one of the um, actors, but, you know, unfortunately that fell through and hopefully we can get that person back. But um, I'd actually, I'd like to watch this again to see Rachel's point of view. Um it's weird. I want to watch her watch it. Is that weird? Is that was it weird to say? I just want to see her reactions to like how like, oh man, like that's crazy or you're stupid or, you know, whatever, whatnot. And supposedly there's a sequel coming out. So we'll see if that, if that happens anytime soon. But yeah, but my vote is for uh, Squid Games. That's a quality choice. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was engrossed with that whole way through. Um, I, if for me, like, like I said, I'm movie and TV guy. I watched a lot of stuff. There was a lot of good TV that came out this year. Um, I kept thinking of stuff that I like needed to watch. Squid Game was one where I just like kept watching. Um, I had to keep watching to get. You had to see everything that happened. Uh, Arcane was definitely one that, but it was interesting because it was one of the first like few times Netflix drops episodes not all at the same time um they dropped them three a piece and so i watched the first three episodes and i was like i really need to see what this what's going to happen and this so it, it got me engrossed but the one i came back to um which was a few months back it came out on amazon and i remember when i watched it a couple episodes had come out and i was so hooked i had to watch it the moment it came out and I did every time. Um, and that show is called Invincible. Um, that was such a good show. Um, and I'm excited for, for a second season to come out. Um, <clears throat> for those of you who haven't seen it yet, it, it's a superhero uh, show. It's an animated show. Um, and it's about, it's the basic way to explain him is he's basically Superman's son. Let's go with that. Um, like his dad is this big superhero who's from another planet who came and he knows the strongest superhero, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so he becomes a superhero too, because, you know, he's the son of basically Superman. Um, and so it kind of talks about him following in his dad's footsteps, him, uh, you know, learning to be a superhero, all that stuff. So kind of giving him an origin story. But it's also interesting because it takes all these like tropes of superheroes that we've seen before and turns some of them on their head and introduces some interesting storylines and characters and things like that. It's really well done. Um, it is a bit violent. Uh, I, I will let you know that it doesn't seem like it at first, but it gets there. 
there's violence. By the way, there's a mid credit scene in the first episode. Make sure you wait for that. Um, it's a very good show uh, that, that gets you caught immediately. It gets you wanting to see every episode. And by the end of it, gets you excited for what's going to come later. Uh, and so it's, it's my choice for TV show of the year. Quick question. Because I will... The Invincible was my second. It almost was my first. Um, I think me and you end up watching it. Or did you tell me about it? I remember. I we think had I told this, you about it. Yeah. Yeah, and then like that's when I I had to binge it. Like I had to keep watching it over and over again. And um, matter of fact, I'd watch it right before I'd go to sleep because I didn't want the kids watching it or seeing it on TV at all. But um, would you say that it's better than The Boys as far as on Amazon Prime? That's that's a tough one. Um, I feel like the boys has slowed down a bit. Like the violence has almost become normal now, where Invincibles felt like it felt more. Um, I, I don't want to say earned, but like it it felt like um, like it had more stakes. I should say, because like some of the violence that was happening, like it you could feel like people dying around and they made sure you understood people dying is not good. Some serious shit is happening right now. And this is not good. We're like the boys will sometimes some really intense violence will happen. And it's like, ha ha, that was funny. Wasn't it? It was like, it is. So the boys is really, it's really entertaining, but I think invincible takes it to a different direction where they make sure you understand that this violence, this killing that you're watching, that's not good. This is not what's supposed to be happening. You should feel bad about people dying right now. And I think that's why I give it a bit of a leg up um, just for now. I, I will say it's, we'll see how it continues. Um, we'll see how season two makes it grow in the same way the boys did. Um, but right now, Invincible is probably just above the boys for me. Nice, nice. Um, one last shout out of this category because I... Honestly, I'm kind of upset that I even forgot about it, but uh, I'd give it on my short list of it was on stars, the stars streaming service. The TV show is called uh, Heels. I watched that constantly, too. It's a, it's about wrestling pretty much and like the ins and outs of the company and how it like uh, wrestlers would do, um, you know, while trying to balance their real life or whatever, whatnot. I don't know. It was really good. Uh, I'm hoping for a second season. I'd watch that as well. But also, real quick to, to throw it out there, um, always respect to it because it's always very good. Ted Lasso, which which was definitely in my top three. Yes, yes. Ted Lasso is hilarious. I have not finished the first season. I want to slap myself. So, <laughs> <clears throat> um, Going to our next category, it is board game of the year. Yes, we do play board games. Gasp. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? What's that? That one meme with that guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, we do play, play board games actively. Uh, just so you know, like a lot of people always think, hey, uh, oh, well, you're probably going to pick like Monopoly uh, Millennium Edition or something like that. Yep. Oh, see, look, you see, there it is. It was <laughs> your board game collection. <laughs> it's out in the other room. <laughs> upsetting. Upsetting. Anyways, uh, yeah, so uh, board game of the year. I guess I'm starting this one off, huh? This was a, a tough choice for me. Um, one, 
because obviously I play tons of board games and you're probably like, oh, well, there's no way you could buy every board game possible, you know, especially stuff that came out because I believe like over a thousand new board games came out this year. Um, But we, if you followed us, we also went to Gen Con and we got to play tons of new stuff there. I didn't. I'm sorry. Hopefully, hopefully this coming year. Badges are on sale at the end of the month. That's a little plug in to uh, Gen Con Indianapolis if they ever want to, you know, sponsor us or whatever. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we could do a show at, at, at Gen Con, you know. Oh, I, I would love it. Just, I'd love it. Just, just pay for our tickets and we'll do it. We'll be happy to. <laughs> but um, it was almost from my famous, favorite designer, which is Eric Lang. I almost chose Ankh, which is like an Egyptian war war game i guess strategic egyptian war game area Um, control yeah like an area control um i don't know but we've only played it once and i think that's the reason why it didn't hit it um it is a bigger game you know because it takes a lot of time to get on the table but I, i fought myself with this hands down it's going to be valiant wars um we've played it multiple times i played it with i played it with people who don't um necessarily play board games and it's hit with them as well like like newbies or or whatever it's it's a it's a really good welcoming game and if you have a chance if you ever see it you're not going to find it at like your local target or walmart or something you're gonna have to actively seek it out either through the internet or go to one of your comic book stores um Always go to your local uh, uh, friendly local game store. Thank you, <laughs> yeah. FLGC. Um, I I don't know. It's just a game that hits it. We've made a little little uh, what is it called? I don't know. Like a little saying, like oh, someone's busting because it it just I don't know. It, it hits the game's easy. Like I could teach it to my kids and they could get into it. We all get into it. I love the game, and I think it's my most played game of the year. I think we've played it like 11 times and for a board game, at least for us, that's kind of hard to get back to the table that many times to hit even double digits. We are lucky enough to see if it hits the table at least five times throughout the year. Cause obviously, you know, <laughs> this stuff takes time, but Valiant Wars is going to be my choice. Matter of fact, while um, who else is next? Well, Albert goes, I'm just going to go grab the box real quick. That's fair. Can you can you grab another box for me? Yeah, which one is it? Can you grab all? I got you. <laughs> uh, yeah, my pick is Ankh. His almost first pick. My first pick. I really like Valiant Wars. Don't get me wrong. It's probably up there on that list. But of the two, one of them I own, and that's Ankh. That's a very good game. Um, as David said, we only got to play it once. I want to play it a lot more. I'm we also played it wrong when we played it the one time. Uh, but the aspects that we got to play, the, the like, hey, Taylor, you've played Blood Rage and Rising Sun. Yeah. This is the third of that series. You know how good Blood Rage and Rising Sun are. This mm-hmm. is just, it, it takes it to a different direction. Uh, I There's a lot of controversy about the whole uh, merging of the gods aspect of it. I really like the idea that that two players now have to work together kind of thing. Um, it makes for an interesting dynamic. I, I like the gameplay to it um, and, and all the different stuff that it brings to it. And more than anything, I'm a big 
Like I, I'm a history major. I have my bachelor's degree in history. I love mythology. The fact that I can play an ancient, it better yet, play as a god of ancient Egypt is awesome. So Onk's my pick. Nice. I need to play that game because I haven't played it yet. But so real quick, too. not to interrupt you, Taylor. Valiant <clears throat> Wars. Check it out. This is the box. It's a small box. There's a big game in here, actually, uh, but it doesn't take too much time. It's super easy to learn. And Albert's choice is this big old baby right here. Much bigger game. Now, it's if you're wondering why there's a glare, it's because I still have the plastic wrap on it because we've only opened Albert's copy. But don't worry, this baby's going to hit some, uh, get some table time soon. Um, and possibly we might even stream it. You know, we'll see what happens. Ooh. All right. Um, we have a crossover. Cross- right, Taylor, I got, it. I got it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it is Valiant Wars. Um, when me and Mr. Magger were at Gen Con, we probably would have never seen this game. Um, but some kind soul was just like, hey, if you like this game, go check it out, go to their booth. So we did. And they gave us just a very quick, like five minute demo. And uh, it, I liked it right off the bat. And um, Mr. Magger purchased it for us. And it's just become quickly a, a big favorite of mine. I, I really like push your luck aspects and there's strategy to it because it's a deck building aspect to it. So um you get that. And just because you try to go for one strategy doesn't mean it's going to win you every single time. Uh, there's different things you can do. The expansion adds more to it. Um, and it's just a lot of fun. Um, and we all get to have fun. It's a very quick game for uh, regular folk to pick up um, and play. So uh, it's not too intensive or anything like that, but it's just really well done. Yeah. Like I said, um, I should, I should have started off with that we we were at the end of our demoing and someone suggested it to us Mm -hmm. and it was the last day and we actively went to go search that booth passed it up twice (laughs) but ended up finding it and it it was was an insta buy it wasn't even something i was looking for it just came out of nowhere and now it's one of our most played games so even if you're in the greater sacramento area you want to give it a try hit me up (laughs) because you know (laughs) so that's going to bring us to our last category of the evening and that is video game of the year um mr albert why don't you go ahead and uh finish off our or lead us off for our last category get to start this one off here we go um this was a bit difficult for me like i said this was a tough year for video games um, a lot of delays, a lot of different stuff happened. Um, a lot of the games that I ended up playing were either Warzone, which I would never pick as a top game, but it's going to waste a lot of my time either way. Um, we're playing NBA 2K as well. Again, never pick as a top game, but it's going to waste a lot of my time. But one game that I did play that came out this year um, that... I, I really enjoyed, I, I got really engrossed in it. I got played it a fair amount, played it all the way through, nearly 100% of it, but I got it from Gamefly, so I could only hold on for it for so long. Um, and that is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Um, I, I really like the Ratchet and Clank games. They're really good. Um, 
I've I played the one on the PS4 when it came out. It, it was really cool because it, it was one of the first games I had for PS4 and, you know, shows you what the PS4 is capable of kind of thing. Um, that's what Rift Apart was able to do for me as well, playing it on the PS5. Uh, I feel like there aren't a lot of games out right now that really display what the next gen is capable of. Um, and to be honest, Ratchet & Clank does it, doesn't fully in, embrace everything that the PS5 is capable of doing, but it does show a lot of how this next gen is going to be even better than the PS4, which is saying something because PS4 games are very good. Um, and so getting to play that game was really cool because I feel like it was the one experience that I had this year where I really felt like I was playing my PS5 the way it should be played because uh, everything else feels like it's still PS4 games. Uh, but this one felt like a PS5 game. It was awesome to play. Gameplay is as as kinetic as usual. It's really fun. Um, the story, you know, it's it's Ratchet and Clank. It's not going to be the most engrossing story, but the you know, just being able to be in these different worlds. The graphics are beautifully done. All of it was really well done. Um, so it's it's my video game of the year. Good choice. Good choice, Mister Hardy. All right. Um, I guess mine will be a little bit more niche, but um, it's a uh, it's a PC game. Uh, it's Final Fantasy XIV and Walker. Um, and the reason why I'm choosing this game is it it wraps up um, Final Fantasy XIV um, from the story that it started in 2010, so 11 years, and um, they finally kind of like finished it they still have plans to continue it of course but for the story and the build-up since 2010 all the way upwards like they've they've all wrapped it up now and um it's been a really great journey at first it was it was the worst mmo i probably ever played but once they obliterated the world and then started over in 2.0 um they really made the game enjoyable and uh and somehow they've been able to foster uh, a community where people are really nice to each other. Uh, it's not like World of Warcraft where it's like, oh, you don't know the fight, F you, get out of the group and such. It's like people are really helpful. And I don't know how they've been able to manage this nice community of people. Um, and so uh, it's just been a really great experience. I find it relaxing to play. And um, yeah, that's going to be my choice for the year. Good choice. I know nothing about it, but good choice. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick, Brother Gabe has chimed in, and he said KO City, a.k.a. Potted Meat. <laughs> so, <clears throat> that can't be the game of the year. We played for like a month, and then we sucked when we tried to come back. We Man, can't. that's just one of, those, one of those sweaty games where you just can't take time off because everyone right. else is getting better, and we are just sucking it up. <clears throat> um. Well, it's on to me to finish up our TPO awards, but I know I'm going to get a lot of crap for this from a ton of people when I choose this as my game of the year because they're going to be like, how was it your game of the year? And it's just because I spent a lot of time with it. And as both you, most of you know, I like to spend a lot of time with my kids. And when it puts a smile on their face, it puts a smile on my face. So when this game came out, I was probably, I was more excited I was more excited, way more excited because I had played the original version back on N64 and I'd loved it then. But when they redid it and they with updated graphics and, you know, new ways and basically you could play the same level like multiple times because you're just trying to get 
different angles or, or, you know, different pictures of whatever you're trying to do, but it's going to be Pokemon snap for the Nintendo switch. Uh, we've dumped tons of tons of hours into it. My kids love it. We, we get up and we start screaming at each other, like oh, right there, turn left, take the, right there, throw the apple, do something. You know, uh, um, they love it. I love it. I love spending time with them. Um, honestly, I'd, I'd love to put it back on the big screen TV and, and get back into it with them. But uh, yeah, that's going to be my pick. Pokemon Snap. Nice. Um, hopefully, most of you guys enjoyed our TPO Awards. Real quick, I want to get into, um, is there anything you guys are looking forward to in 2022? Any type of entertainment, movie, music, video game, board game, um, something that you're just, I don't know, you can't wait that till, till it hits. Just any entertainment? Any Anything, anything you want. Um, we'll hit video games first. God of War, Ragnarok, I believe is what it's called, is absolutely the most anticipated that I have for video games. Um, movies. The new Black Panther is probably the top one. TV. I don't know. Mm, I do know. I remember now. The Lord of the Rings TV show. I really want that to be very good. It's very possible it's going to be very bad, but I really want it to be very good. Um, hopefully that works out. Yep, probably the same answers as Albert. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, God of War Ragnarok. I'm actually kind of looking forward to um, Horizon Zero Dawn, even though I haven't beat the first one yet. Um, uh, Is Horizon Zero Dawn forbidden? Oh, no, sorry. I don't know what the new one is called. Um, I I think it's... It's not for, something West. Uh, yeah, it's not Forbidden it? West, is it? Because isn't that the expansion? I don't know. Or maybe no, this... it's Forbidden West. Okay, yeah. gotcha. But yeah, looking forward to those two games. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, pretty much the same thing as Albert, realistically. So um, yeah. Um, also, I'm so... oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Go go go. I was going to throw in some more options, but we'll we'll get there. All right. I don't know why I'm kind of looking forward to the new Rainbow Six game that's about to drop in a couple of days. The Rainbow Six Extraction. Um, <laughs> I've always liked Rainbow Six, but it's a really sweaty, um, <laughs> a really sweaty community to be into. So like, sweaty. Yeah, um, but I don't know. It just seems like a good, a good, uh, good game to probably get into. Um, as far as movie wise, and I, I hate to say this. And it's just because of who's the the main actor, but I'm giving him a chance because the trailer looked amazing. I'm I want to see Batman. I, I want to see the Batman movie. I, I'm so down for it's Bruce Miller, right? Bruce Miller's Batman. Huh? Isn't it Bruce Miller's Batman? The comic huh? the guy who Okay, never mind. I like it's it's not based off of a specific comic, but you know. But it's his universe, though, right? First of all, Frank Miller. Frank Miller. Uh, there we go. Second of all, no, it's not. Oh, uh, anyways, I thought I thought it was because Frank Miller does some really like dingy and dirty uh, comic books, and I thought it was based off of his Batman. But either or, um, 
I'm, I'm looking forward to that Batman. And the one thing I'm super excited about that drops around my birthday is the Warriors board game. Um, I'm hoping this hits with me and it relates and it's pretty good. I have a lot of, you know, emotional attachment to the Warriors uh, TV or movie series, you know, but hopefully this board game does it justice. We saw some prototypes when we we're at Gen Con. And uh, even though I couldn't ask too many questions about it, it, it seemed interesting enough, you know, a board game based on you getting from one side of New York to trying to go back to home to Coney Island, being bong, fuck your life. But uh, <clears throat> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that. Hands down. Uh, Albert, you said you had some more suggestions or. Um, yeah, if you want to go down a list real quick. Yeah, we have a couple minutes. All right, real quick. Video games that we, we didn't mention. Uh, Elden Ring, which looks really good. I don't know if any of us really like are in that Dark Souls type of area, but you know. Um, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, if it does come out, Breath of the Wild 2. Um, as well as Gotham Knights. Uh, was Suicide Squad. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Um, so some pretty pretty good. Oh, Hogwarts Legacy, if that is coming out 2022. Oh, God. We got you that know, one as well. We got into this discussion about like how <clears throat> I'm not so much of a Harry Potter head, but I would love to play that. Yes. So that's that's an exciting one. Um, TV shows that we, we may not have mentioned very soon. Peacemaker's coming out, which I think is this week, if I remember correctly. Um, and then what, what else do we have? Uh, we, we mentioned Lord of the Rings. There is a new uh, Game of Thrones spinoff that's coming out this year. Uh, Atlanta season three is coming out this year. Uh, the Boys season three is coming out this year. The new Halo uh, TV show, which could be very good. I don't know. I'm worried about it. Uh, what else? Moon Knight, Miss Marvel. Obi-Wan Kenobi show, The Sandman, She-Hulk, Stranger Things. God, so many things. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, and then movie-wise, of course, there's their... Doctor, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, everyone's favorite, Morbius, of course. Um, Secret to Dumbledore, or the next Fantastic Beasts. Um, the next Aquaman looks pretty good, actually. Not going to lie. Uh, we're supposed to get the Flash and Black Adam this year. Uh, That's finally racist. going. His to name is just the, Adam. <laughs> finally, going to get the second Avatar movie. Uh, uh, the next Jurassic World's coming out. So a lot, lot of stuff, a lot of stuff to be excited about. Hopefully, at least some of them live up to the hype. I don't need all of them to live up to the hype. I'm, I'm realistic nowadays. I, my age has made me very cynical. But I just need some of them to live up to the hype. That's all I want. Yes, yes. Lots of good stuff. Lots of good stuff. Also, um, if you guys want to uh, give us any comments of what your favorite things were out of our list, you know, like maybe your top video game, board game, you know, we'd really appreciate that. We'd love to read everything that you guys put. Um I guess we're going to have to do a new segment where Taylor tries different types of mayonnaise or something. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. 
But, Wait till we get to the Chipotle mayo. You ain't ready for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we have lots of stuff to look forward to. We have we have a couple new ideas to give you guys to re, you know this next year's uh, shows and stuff, and hopefully it's something that we can follow through for for you, our listeners, because you know we do appreciate and we love your guys' feedback, and hopefully you guys actually enjoy listening to us. But for now. We have to go. It's that time. We appreciate everyone who uh, was here live. Even if you're not listening live and you're listening to this later on our podcast channel, we appreciate that too. As always, link us up. You know, we're on the Tripolar Opinion Podcast. We have a newly uh, live Twitter, Twitter or rejuvenated, I should say, Twitter feed, Twitter page, Twitter something tweet. Go tweet at it. I don't know. We should be getting uh, our Instagram hitting tweets. So. Yeah, we're working on uh, putting up an Instagram as well. Um, yeah, and we're going to have a new format for you guys, hopefully for this next year and, and something that you guys are going to like. So until next year for the next TPO Awards, you know, I'm David Maggard. That other guy is Taylor Hardy. Don't ever invite him to eat anything with you. He'll never invite you again. No, 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 no. <laughs> and then we also have Albert Delgado. Bye. I guess bye. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us. But us as TPO, we're out. Oh, and then hit me up if you want to play board games. See y'all. Also watch us on Twitch. Stream is over. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Yeah. We're so good at this. Right. <clears throat> um, Taylor, at some point in time, can you uh you can do it tomorrow or something, or whenever you have time this week, can you rip it and then uh put it on uh or what's it called?